Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Mr. Mukul Goel, who is the co-founder at Stratifix, which is a management consulting firm operating in the domain of SMEs. Uh, hi Mukul, welcome to ELI. Hi Priya, how are you doing? I'm doing good, how about you? Super, super, absolutely super. Uh, I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please. Yeah, so hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Mukul Goel. Um, I am the co-founder of an organization called Stratifix Consulting. Um, in, a, in a layman language, we do say that we are a management consulting. Mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in a jovial manner, we say that, you know, we are practically the people who are actually implementation consultants for okay. the SMEs across the world. So, uh, tell tell us a bit more about what are the different uh, products and services that you have, what kind of Im implementations that you do, and you know, uh, then we'll also talk about uh, the problem statement as in, um, do SMEs need uh, management consulting? What are their challenges, and where do we come in as a you know external partner? Sure. So, um, see in a line of businesses. Uh, we are practically delivering four different verticals. Mm -hmm. One is consulting. Second is market research. Mm -hmm. Third is executive hiring. And fourth is digital transformation. Mm -hmm. So we are like a one-stop solution for our entrepreneurs, uh, fellow SMEs, where we help them to grow and to glow in both the senses. And we help them in entire implementation consulting for the strategies which they have made for the organization. Mm -hmm. So when we when you say implementations, what kind of implementations uh, are we talking about? So to giving an example, let's say there's an FMCG brand who wants uh, to penetrate into a sales, right? To penetrate into market. So we help them in uh, one creating an entire strategy with respect to which market, which product, at which pricing should we go forward with, and which positioning. Second, we help them in building the team. Third is we go along with the team in the market. Fourth is after we have gone along with the team in the market, we take the regular review. Fifth is we create the entire MIS and we run this entire circle of creating the strategy to entire implementation and going to the report and MIS system. Okay. So uh, it's more of, you know, uh, starting from research to then, you know, a executing the project, then uh, implementing a, you know, software dashboard to monitor the growth and everything. Okay, uh, got it. Uh, tell us, a, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, take us through the chronology of how it all started uh, at Stratifix uh, and, uh, you know, how did you get your first uh, set of customers? Uh, how were the initial days? <laughs> so it's a very interesting story and, you know, what coincidentally, so yesterday I was in a networking meeting and I met someone uh, who happened to be the person where I gave my job interview in 2013 when mm -hmm. I came back to Surat. So because after, after my education, I've stayed in different part of the city uh, of, of the country. And once I came back to my town, Surat, where I'm born, part of, I thought of again applying somewhere and I applied somewhere, but I couldn't get through. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't reject me, but they said in a very, very casual manner saying that, you know, sorry, but we don't have a position right now available. Mm -hmm. And I met that person yesterday and I told her the same story. And she said, I'm glad that I didn't hire you. Look at where you are right now. 
So yeah. I think it's an entire circle. So in 2013, uh, I came back to my hometown Surat after working at some places, and I realized uh, that you know there's a lot of potential with SMEs, mm-hmm. but there's no one actually helping them, handholding them. There's too much of potential. See, unlike other businesses like startups or, or corporates, they they have a business which is green, which uh, which is making profits. which can actually scale but there's no one to handhold to and since 2013 i started doing my research along with my partner chirag mm-hmm. uh, where you know that what kind of things are they really looking forward for are they looking for training for motivation are they looking for someone to handhold them and handholding is something which i really came across until today believe me okay. anyone whom i meet and i tell them that you know what we do they are like agast they are like seriously you guys do this i seriously want your services which is, which means that there is still a dearth of requirement in the entire sector and um, 2015 is where we started working and we incorporated the company strategic consulting in 2017 and it's been five and a half years now and uh, you know we've been growing glowing gliding everything together and helping uh, smes across uh, surat and multiple parts of the country uh, implementing strategies okay tell me one thing um, smes are uh, uh, traditionally very cost conscious they don't want to you know hire external consultants to you know figure out their own problem and they would rather go frugal you know try to solve it themselves than than hiring third party to you know uh, to you know brainstorm on their challenges and solve it so uh, in the first place how do you convince a uh, sme to you know hire you guys to solve their challenges so i'll tell you prayer one thing this was the story back then it's not the story right now mm-hmm. the smes have really transformed extremely fast because the current generation which is handling most of the businesses is in the generation of 25 to 35 mm-hmm. or it is by 40 whomsoever you meet you meet right now in smes most of the current running generations would be in this age bracket 25 to 35 rate is by 40 mm-hmm. now this generation is an educated generation this generation has really gone out uh, in abroad studied in the us australia and canada mm-hmm. they have also worked for multiple companies to start with most of them have also worked with management consulting organizations like hiy or mckinsey or deloitte mm-hmm. so they do understand the importance of management consulting Five years back then, when we started, most of the people who were the decision makers in in MSMEs were at the age of around fifty fifty five. But in last five years, this entire shift has changed from you know first generation to second generation or a second generation to third generation. So for us, it's really not difficult right now to make them understand that why they should require a management consulting. Mm-hmm. Having said that, with your first question, that you know usually they are cost conscious. Yes. they are cost conscious how do we make them understand we make them understand in their own language in their own language by stating them that how by hiring us they are not increasing their cost they are in fact saving the cost mm. so we mention them in their own language that when we come what we bring on table as a value and if they are really hire us what kind of value addition do we do to their businesses and we help them in expanding it fast mm. So yeah, I mean, these are the ways how we are helping organizations, and we are making them understand. Okay. Uh, when you were talking about the whole life cycle of the, uh, um, or or rather the whole 
uh, suite of uh, solutions that you provide starting from you know uh, research to implementing mis uh, it, it all felt like a proper cycle uh, but smes wouldn't need help in all the areas probably they'll only need help with uh, setting up a mis dashboard or something like that Having said that, uh, would love to understand what are some of the most common challenges in Indian SMEs that uh, they reach out to you, to you for solving that. So one of the most common challenges, um, we don't have team. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can't hire people. Mm -hmm. If we hire, we can't retain people. And when I say retain, it is this generation people who are who are joining the organization. The people who have joined in around 95 or 2000, they are still working with the SMEs. It's been 15 years, 20 years they are working. But the latest generation, like our generation, which has really joined and who are doing jobs currently, there the retention is a big challenge. So one is creating the team. Second is retaining the team. Third is how can we really get the reports uh, in an MIS in a digital way? Fourth is, how do we analyze these reports? There's a lot of data which they already have, but they don't have the right sources to analyze the data. Okay. Fifth is, how do we create an organization which is a paperless organization, transforming the organization from a paper-based organization to paperless organization, mm -hmm. right? Sixth is, which market should we penetrate rightly? Because we don't want to invest our time and money into a wrong direction. Mm -hmm. So these are a couple of you know, things which organization challenge, uh, challenges are uh, also to state, uh, state ERP, Enterprise Resource Planning, right? Mm -hmm. Where most of the organizations, they said, we have an ERP, but we have not implemented it perfectly. Mm -hmm. We have CRM, but it's not functioning properly. Mm -hmm. We have people, but they are not trained. Okay. So yeah, these are common challenges which we always come across. Got you. And once uh, you, you have got the problem statement that this is what you have to solve, how do you approach uh, the, you know, that problem? Uh, let's say, let's say it's an IT related problem. Uh, maybe you don't have the in-house manpower to solve the, uh, or at least brainstorm on that challenge. So do you hire or do you find other consultants who are working in that space? Or, you know, in, in general, what is the approach that in, in first principles, uh, how do you uh, approach a problem statement? It's an interesting question, Priya. And I'll tell you in this way that we have a process, something called DNA, detailed lead analysis, mm -hmm. where even before someone says this, that, you know, please submit us the code of the services and how can you help them? We say that we would want a couple of, uh, you know, hours and a day to understand the organization with a little bit in the detail. And why do we do that? Because one, we really want to validate, are we the right partners? Okay. At times what happens is that consulting is an impulse moment decision and not a thought proven. Hmm. So we do DNA one to validate one, are we the right partners? Second, do you really need consulting? Okay. At times something can be helped by a bandaid. Why do you need to do a surgery? Hmm. So there are quick fixes in the organization. So these are two, two things which we predominantly take care. And then we start studying the organization by meeting people, by meeting all the levels of an organization, starting from the top management promoter to the middle management to the lower management. Mm -hmm. We check a couple of documents, we audit a little bit, and then we come to conclusion that if at all, we were the one who could help you in your current setup and uh, you know streamlining your operations or, mm -hmm. or creating your HR department or growing sales, 
what is it which we can do what should be the scope of work and certainly how much time would it take so this is a usual process of uh, you know helping an organization and once they approve that yes this is something which you would like to go ahead with only then we go ahead otherwise it's a detailed report which we happily submit them and say that you know uh, it's something which can be useful to you why don't you you know use it for your own organization like a menu book okay got you uh another question um, so let's say you you got a uh, project and you came up with a hypothesis that this is what will solve this challenge and you you go and you propose it to the management they uh, approve and ask you to you know implement it on their premises but the people who are on the ground they may not be as uh, uh, accepting to the change they may resist the change and they'll say boss we are in this business for last 15 years you are new to this industry and you are telling us change this how do you go about that how do you you know go past that resistance it's a very common challenge priya i tell you resistance is something which is a right of a man mm-hmm. i think you know uh, for a human in terms of change accepting change is very difficult right so it's it's a very common thing what we do is when we go to an organization and we are able to understand that these are the cha- challenges and the changes which we are supposed to do uh, once we have a go ahead with the promoter or the or the top management we reach out to those key people who could be the influencer in the organization mm-hmm. and once we are able to influence them by showing them what's in it for them because let's be very practical if i don't show you what, what's in it for you and if i ask you to change yourself you will not change yeah it's very simple because anything which brings change it brings uncomfortable zone and it, if it's an uncomfortable zone you will not want to change yourself mm-hmm. and that's where uh, you know more than consulting is the it's the friendship it's the brotherhood it's the, it's the making them understand their side of the story that what you've been doing this is where the result is what we are going to do this is the result which you may get Mm-hmm. it's an experiment how about you helping us in doing this because if it really helps this is the way how it's going to help you gotcha. see like i'll give you a very simple example priya um there's something called dar daily activity report mm-hmm. which a lot of organizations ask to the management to to the middle management to the lower management to to submit daily and there's a lot of resistance it's a very simple point there's a lot of resistance where the people say i don't have time i'm not going to send my dar i am already working 9 9 hours 10 hours right management knows what am i doing why am i supposed to send this report in the in the end of the end of the evening mm. now from their side they think that management wants to micromanage them hence they are asking for a daily activity report right now when you make them understand that the daily activity report is not for the management mm. it's actually for you so that after a couple of days when you want to check your log you can actually go back and check your log that what did you do that day so it can help you it's like a batch recording in a manufacturing right mm-hmm. that is where it starts making them understand it's for their good it's not the management okay right so now again i'm not saying that what i'm saying it it would 100% function there are certainly there are couple of people who are 100% not wanting to change right in the organization but then that's in the hand of the management in terms of what is it they want to do out of it but most of the time i have understood if you make someone understand what's in it for them mm. they are able to change it they are able to do what you want them to do gotcha uh one thing i always wonder about how do consulting firms go about generating their demand or 
you know how, how do they uh, search for new business uh, is it a more inbound approach or you specifically go to a different uh, target accounts and you know start pitching for your services how does it work so i can't answer about how does it work for the other consulting companies i would sincerely suggest that what works for us yeah uh, what has worked for us is an extremely transparent and ethical way of working mm-hmm. i'll give you today's example yeah i was in a meeting with someone who had called me and said that you know i would like to render your services can you please come and meet me and i met him and when i met him i realized that you know the business doesn't require us okay they have an internal resource which can actually help them they don't require us and i told him very clearly i said that i understand what you're saying we can certainly help you but i think that maybe you have not utilized your internal resource yet mm-hmm. i think you should first utilize internal resource if at all you say that you still want to hire us i am there next door for you let me know when you want to reach out to me okay. now what he said is that i love your approach you are not selling yourself you are giving me a you are giving me a right approach to how to function in an organization mm-hmm. now this is like a butterfly effect priya yeah once you start speaking to people authentically mm-hmm. you build trust you give them the advice not what you desire but what they deserve mm-hmm. there is a difference between desire and deserve right people start reaching out to you automatically today or tomorrow they start talking about you uh, i don't know if your listenership understands hindi but मैं हमेशा इस चीज को मानता हूँ अगर आप अच्छा काम कर रहे हैं hmm. तो दुनिया पक्का आपके बारे में बात करेगी और जब दुनिया आपके बारे में बात करती है तो कोई ना कोई आपको ढूंढ के आ ही जाता है कि मैंने आपके बारे में सुना है मैं आपकी सर्विसेज लेना चाहता हूँ so uh, uh, apart yeah yeah sorry because so i was saying that uh, apart from uh, you know doing this uh, certainly i am extremely active in the local communities in the business networking communities uh, you know in in the local samaj jo hum jaise bolte hain right these are the places where i am extremely active and i am open to help people irrespective it's it's uh, does it fit in my line of business or is just common mentoring or coaching people i am extremely Uh, available for people twenty four seven, helping them in terms of how can I connect to people and I can make them work. So that's my style of working and being active in the community. I think if you keep giving back to the community, some some day or the other you keep getting as well. Hmm. Got you. Uh, now uh, let's change the context a bit. Uh, would love to understand uh, your entrepreneurial journey um, and more on the personal side of it. First of all, why did you choose entrepreneurship? You could have uh, done a a 9 to 5 job or you know there are 100 different things you can do but why entrepreneurship what motivated you so um, do you hear podcast uh, priya i mean i, I you you make it but do you also hear podcast i do yeah so there's a very interesting podcast uh, of, a, of a person called joel austin okay okay he's he's a pastor in a church mm-hmm. and he he conducts uh, summons Uh, every week and he has a very interesting podcast and there is a podcast where he states that you know where do you need to draw the line mm-hmm. for the coming generation 
so i come from a generation uh, where my father my brother everyone has been in job okay okay right and eventually till the time i did my college i was i, I didn't have any of the i didn't have any idea in terms of that you know i would be getting into entrepreneurship mm-hmm. but i had an internal dialogue with me one day that where do we draw this line which generation will draw the line of not working but actually helping people to work for you mm. so i thought that you know maybe i am the one who can really draw the line in this generation and can think of entrepreneurship and create more and more jobs for the country and for the economy okay so that's where you know this this entire reflection this entire internal dialogue helped me in, in realization that maybe i should try entrepreneurship and this is the generation if i do it then it's a ripple effect in my next generation because certainly i have uh, i have a child his name is vedant and i do want him to come into entrepreneurship there's no force yet certainly mm-hmm. i am not into three idiots where i really want someone to only pave the same path which i have traveled but yeah i would love to if he joins entrepreneurship got you once you decided that i want to become an entrepreneur uh what were the next set of things that you that you did because most of the typical entrepreneurs they would uh, set up a either d2c firm or maybe start a, a mobile lab uh, but uh, you know uh, starting a consulting uh, consulting firm uh, which is not uh, not a business that is highly scalable how why did you arrive at that and what was the approach uh, initially okay so i'll i'll answer this in three parts one you said that what did what did i do first second is why consulting and and third was what was the approach so first thing what i did as i i made my dad understand that what i'm going to do will will eventually make money don't worry about it mm-hmm. and it took him three years to get belief and trust that yes what i'm doing it will actually move ahead okay uh because usually you know fathers are that care and concern types um mm-hmm. so yeah i think my father is in the same line um why consulting priya i have a very dire love towards my city and my country mm-hmm. and when i see and when i saw smes not been able to scale not been able to grow they do get motivational messages hundreds of them every day morning on whatsapp mm. but not been able to make the best out of it it's really a burning mm-hmm. issue which people are not talking about 65% of the economy comes from smes mm. still in india yeah right and however people are still not ready to work with smes or for smes mm. a talented manpower either wants to work in a startup because they get great exposure yeah. or wants to work with a corporate right. it's a huge challenge for smes especially in tier b i'll tell you i come from surat which is a tier b city and mm. like surat there's indore there's jaipur there's nagpur there's raipur which are great cities mm-hmm. these are enterprising cities but no one wants to discuss them no one wants to work with the smes or let me not generalize this point there are very less people who wants to really work for smes okay and my passion for smes my passion for helping them is what is helping us you will not believe but there are lot of 100 times bigger organizations than us who have tried working in cities like surat in jaipur in nagpur right uh, typically we call them the big four consulting organizations right they have not been very fortunate enough 
to open the doors they've not been very fortunate enough to get the sales mm-hmm. because they speak their language right in smes we speak smes language we don't speak our language we speak smes language and smes language is not that i will instruct you and you have to do it smes mm-hmm. language is i will not instruct you we will discuss and we will do it together so that's a difference right and that's also our approach got you what what were some of the biggest challenges during your entrepreneurial journey uh so i'll give you a very interesting so like so um we started our consulting i mean our office was a municipality garden mm-hmm. we didn't have fun so we started operating from municipality garden because that's the only place where you don't have to pay any rent so so that's the space we started working on and from there our one of the very close friend helped us he gave us a small table in his office saying that you know you can operate from here and mm-hmm. from there the journey started and, and since then you know we are in a, we are in a great office in surat and certainly we are working mm-hmm. um couple of challenges is surat uh, or any tier b city doesn't have great manpower yes. we have to invest a lot in training mm-hmm. so we understood that one we will have to invest in training second there is no one who is a born consultant you have to create consultants because there's no degree which says that you know you can become a great management consultant hmm. right you can become a great engineer or you can become a great accountant you can't become a great consultant usually usually there's no degree apart from there are some certain certified courses hmm. so one is uh, we had to get manpower second we had to train them this was this is still a challenge but yes we are overcoming it day by day uh second is we need, we had to tell people that why we exist and why it is good for them mm-hmm. uh the benefit which i told of the current generation is in, is is currently post covid is where the current generation has taken charge in the businesses pre covid we had a very tough challenge in making people understand how can someone who is running an organization for 20 25 years mm-hmm. we as an entrepreneur a freshly graduated people can come in their organization and help them Mm-hmm. so that was another challenge for making them understand the awareness of consulting gotcha so one is manpower second is creating that awareness creating the trust i think these were couple of challenges in entrepreneurship which we faced and yeah eventually you know things are going good for us certainly yes gotcha what are the lessons that you learned during your entrepreneurial journey or maybe while helping other entrepreneurs what are some of the common uh, lessons that are common uh, because you you make mistakes and then you learn lessons so what are some of the common mistakes to avoid or uh, what are the lessons that you learned that others can take away and apply to their ventures see i think few common things which i learned uh, eventually after i started consulting and and helping on entrepreneurs is one everyone is in the same boat Mm-hmm. we need to stop thinking that this is only happening in my business or hum hindi mein hamesha hi bolte hain ki ye to meri industry mein to aise hi hota hai hum hamare yahan to aise hi hota hai ye hamari industry ka challenge hai mm-hmm. the challenge is same everywhere if it's a manpower challenge it's everywhere if it's an efficiency challenge it's everywhere it's a finance challenge it's everywhere mm-hmm. so let's stop saying that ye hamari organization ka challenge hai ye hamari industry ka challenge hai Mm. every industry is going through the same phase so that's point number 1 which means the problem which you are facing it's also the other person facing and if the other person is successful even you can be successful mm. 
right second is delegation most of the people wants to do things by them okay they don't want to delegate or if they want to delegate they don't know how to delegate Mm. I'll tell you a very interesting analogy. So there's a book called One Minute Manager and the Leadership by Ken Blanchard, and there mm. is a quadrant of you know uh, a leadership and how does delegation functions, and there are four quadrants. It's a very interesting analogy. The the listeners should certainly uh, read about it. Mm-hmm. So um, whenever someone tells me that you know I want to really give this task to someone, the the second line, mm-hmm. but he's not taking it. or if he's taking it then you know he's not responding me the way how i want to to which i asked that have you ever communicated that you want to delegate this task have you ever had this discussion very openly that you know this is where now this is the stage where we are at and you want to reach to this end number of stage right and you will pass through this stage so the quadrant stays very interestingly that you know there is something called directing and there's coaching and there's supporting and there's delegating mm-hmm. so directing is where you know you shadow you say that you know you will do what i do okay then there's supporting where you say that you know i will do and you will look into it how i do it mm-hmm. the third is where you say that you know you will do and i will look into it how you do it okay and fourth is where where you say that you know you will do everything and i don't even have to look into it because now i have confidence now these are four different quadrants mm-hmm. are we even discussing with people that you know this is the quadrant which you are at let's say s1 and you have to go to s4 mm-hmm. so that's second problem one as i said everyone is in the same boat we need to understand this point second is we need to really delegate to people and we need to tell people that how you you are i am going to delegate to you mm-hmm. third is one of the biggest challenges after delegation there is no reviewing there is no proper reporting mm-hmm. blind delegation is also a big problem in your organization and micro reporting is also a big problem so there is a line between taking a reports and you know reviewing it and not doing micro micro management got gotcha. you and i think fourth and the biggest thing which i've learned is value of time mm-hmm. um so there's a very interesting podcast i think you have you might have uh, listened to kunal shah from cred right and he just recently spoke about you know uh, the the cost of time and how in the us we are being paid by by an hour hence we know the value of time and here because we have been paid as a lump sum a monthly salary or a yearly package hence we tend to fail to realize that what is the cost of my one hour or a minute or a day mm. right i think the moment an entrepreneur starts understanding what is the value of my hour what is the value of per day right he will start taking very critical decisions he will start following the things that i don't want to do it i will let other people do it and i will only focus on innovation and meeting new people because that's a responsibility of an entrepreneur that's true okay my final question um what is the meaning of entrepreneurship for you and how do you define the term entrepreneur and uh, tell it very shortly within one minute changing the world i think entrepreneurship is changing the world if you're an entrepreneur you have a reason to change the world to do something which was not there earlier and you're making this world a bigger and a better place okay if if by my consulting if i'm able to touch upon 10000 smes by 2030 and if i'm able to change their lives think about the ripple effect which is going to do on economy hmm. so i think you know 
that's a kind of thing which i understand on the entrepreneurship is changing world got you what about into is entrepreneurship priya tell me about you about me so entrepreneurship uh, to explain entrepreneurship i would uh, put it in three buckets uh, there are three type of people uh, and how uh, how i categorize is uh, what to do and how to do uh, people who know what to do uh, or, or rather uh, people who, whom you have to tell that what, this is what what is to be done and how this is to be done these are like employee employees or rather the ground level people uh, then uh, come the then comes the manager level people who uh, not necessarily know what to do but uh, you tell them how to do they'll they'll do it but uh, what to do you have to tell right but entrepreneurs are those people uh, who can figure out what to do and how to do so that's that's our distinction uh, entrepreneurs are those people who figure out their path their journey and you know you leave them in a very dark place they'll still figure out what's the way out so these are entrepreneurs for me interesting interesting i think i think this is an interesting analogy and who's your role model priya as an as an entrepreneur uh, so uh, i i follow multiple entrepreneurs like kunal cha uh, steve jobs uh, and founder of airbnb so lot lot of people are there it's not just one person interesting great cool uh thanks for your time mukul and it was a pleasure to have you on our platform uh, and i would say my best wishes for stratfix thank you thanks a lot priya i'm i'm super happy that you know you took out this time and and you're interviewing me and the fellow entrepreneurs how you have done on your panel i think you know the entire work which you're doing is superb and to all the listeners out here i think uh, great kudos to priya write about him on linkedin give him great accolades and uh, yeah thank you eli for for spending time with me Thank you Michael have a good day